there is an obsession with feeling like you need to do something like you have to be doing something right like the more you do the better or like you're going to figure out something and the and i think that's where so many of us like the hardest job for so many people is letting go and not doing anything welcome to satori prime's have it all podcast where you get your fix of personal development without any of that fluff a podcast dedicated to the unending quest of self-discovery and remembrance. You'll discover new breakthrough thinking and feeling technology that will cause shifts in all areas of your life, your finances, your body, relationships, and most importantly, your mind. You'll uncover your truest self and for probably the first time in your life, feel 100% worthy of having it all. It's time to stop talking and fantasizing about your dream life and start living it. So get ready to have your mind expanded in the best way possible. Now, fair warning, if you implement what you learn here, your life will never, ever be the same. So are you ready to have it all? Let's go. All right. Welcome back, everybody, to the Have It All podcast. Uh, so as you guys may or may not know, Guy and I have been taking a 30-day sabbatical to just dive in, recharge. So I don't know where you're listening to this at what point, uh, but the podcast is one of the things that we still very much wanted to keep going just because we love meeting amazing people and having amazing conversations. And I'm very excited to invite Lynn Rivers to our show today. So first of all, welcome. Thank you so much, it's good to be here. Yeah, and uh, Lynn and I have had some awesome conversations prior to this, and Lynn, you are a woman, kind of like us, of many different, I wouldn't say mastery, but many different <laughs> things that you're very, very capable at. And so um, I'm curious, how do you describe yourself? I know that's a probably evolving question, but how are you describing yourself these days? You know, actually, that's a really fun question because these days I have been in this constant state of surrender, which we were just talking about, and I'm excited to go into that more. But I'm at this place where I am stripping everything that I do and not not forcing myself to relate to what I do instead of who I am. Like who I am is a being on this planet who is in constant learning and constant surrender. But my my modalities, they are so widespread and they came to me at certain points in my life. So I am a healer at the base of everything. I'm a healer. I assist people in tapping into themselves to heal on a profound level. And you've done that through, just take people through some of the modalities that have you've sprinkled in through the, through the decades. Okay. So um, first off, when I was very young, I knew that I was put on a shamanic path and that was not fun. Like, let me just first say like, that is not fun and that is not something someone chooses to do. Um, but with that being said, as I got older and I thought I was going to be a graphic design artist, um, something came in and snapped it. And uh, right after my mom died, when I was 15, I stepped into holistic nutrition. Like it was just like this pivotal like, oh, nope, this is what you're going to do. And so I went into holistic nutrition and functional medicine for about 15 years, actually. And then I stepped into doing Reiki full-time. Like it was something that was just like, this is what you need to do. And then it was massage therapy, somatic massage, and went back into nutrition, yoga therapy, 
and coaching. And then I became a life coach and a spiritual counselor. And it just like, it kept progressing to incorporate all of these different modalities. And yet I still, I still feel that they are just pieces of who I am, right? It's like a piece of the bigger picture. So, but yes, it's been modality after modality to help people on mind, body, and spirit. Like it's every aspect of a being. Well, I think all of us healers, right? We, we first, I think most of us look to <laughs> heal ourselves first. Yes, yes, <laughs> correct. So we're like self-healers. Yes. And then, and then we go out and like, oh, wow, I experienced this really cool thing. Let me share it with you. Yes. Um, so I know that you are a seeker and a avid learner, uh, just like I am. Human design, I know that you didn't mention, but that was a oh, big yeah, part of Oh, yeah, that's true. Yeah. That's another piece. Yeah. There's so many I, that I'm just like... I said, Lynn is like, like sprinkle this, sprinkle that. Yeah. Yes, it's, yes. Uh, it's awesome. So... I know we like right now we were just talking about this whole surrender because I'm rereading surrender experiment. I asked Lynn if she'd ever read it and it's, it's very present in my mind at this moment. So you'd mentioned in the beginning that you're surrendering too. So I'm just curious, where is that coming from this? It almost sounded and felt like this um, shedding of identity yes. to allow for something fully to arise. So how's completely, that completely. And this actually ties into human design too. Uh, my, my current process with surrendering is letting go of the idea of who I thought I was supposed to be and what I, you know, everything that I do and how it's supposed to look and really stripping it down to who am I and what am I being guided to share? What am I being guided to step into? Right. And and for me, that's really difficult because in my human design chart, I'm a manifesting generator, which you are too. And so we get, we run with these ideas that we have all these things that we want to do and we have so many talents and so many passions. So we're trying here and we're trying there and we're trying to fit this all together. And the biggest part of our charts is to surrender, to allow it to come to us. And this is what Michael Singer said in this book, where it's, really tapping in and listening to what is being called to you and what is being called for you to take in and actually grasp and move forward with rather than what you think you want to, right? And it's really difficult to do that because it does come down to surrendering and trusting that there's something so much bigger than you that is guiding you and is leading you into something bigger than you could have ever imagined, right? And when I, I remember reading his book and it's a skim thing. I skim through books because I, it's more of just like, Oh, I resonate with this. Okay. Yeah. But when he was talking about how he went from being, <laughs> having like 20 bucks, you know, living in a little van, like this small live, small lifestyle to becoming something huge in a field that he never saw himself in. Yep. Right. And I have this desire to be like, no, I need to be doing it this way. I need to have, you know, this kind of following or it has to look this way. I don't want to work with these people, but it <laughs> structured, right? And I'm in that place where I, I've been getting so many downloads of just honoring who I am. And for so long, that has been me hiding that I am a shaman at the core of who I am. I am a shaman. And that literally means to heal oneself and to use that wisdom and share it forward, right? And 
I've been shoving it down and shoving it down. And it was my last near death experience that really pushed me into the surrender of it and to embrace the gifts that I've been given in this life and to utilize them. And it's this time right now where I'm really surrendering to allowing that into my life and not knowing what it's going to look like. I, I deleted my Instagram. I, I had like 800 plus, I don't remember. And I was just like, I'm not reaching these people though. Like these are not the people that I want to reach. This is more of what do I have to prove? What am I trying to prove to people? Right. And so I'm in that deep surrender of going inwards, listening to my spirit guides and really finding what I want to move forward with in this life and what's actually calling me. Yeah. So that is my current surrender. <laughs> you want to hear something funny? And it's, it's interesting that we both have that. So you, I know you'll re relate to this. Isn't it ironic that the people that have these incredible gifts of manifesting, like throughout your entire childhood, you set your eyes on something, you went and you did it. Like, yes. I mean, there was probably a bunch of things that you started, maybe you weren't so good at and you're like, yeah, whatever, not my jam. And you just moved on to the next thing and just crushed that over. real fast, yeah. way faster than anybody else did. And we're like, I'm just laughing because like the irony of the way that we come into this planet and into this body, it's like, hey, we're going to give you all of these incredible talents and you're going to spend a lifetime trying to figure out how not to use those things and actually follow this other thing. <laughs> yes. You know, it's, it's funny that way. Cause like, I always say this, the things that are your greatest gifts can also be your greatest shadow or demise because it's like, we know how to produce results by using this thing. And it's so effective. And yet, there's this whole other aspect that I think we both started tapping into that is infinitely more wise and more effective. But the process of letting go of that skill set and trusting in this other thing that you can't see has no linearity, like makes no logical sense half 99% of the time to just be like, I, I give in, like I surrender to this takes so much strength and courage and that it's just i i find it really funny like that's it's, it's going against the grain of everything that we've been preconditioned to do yes yes which brings me to that question of i have always been tapped into that right i've always listened to my intuition i would get up and move at the flip of a dime i moved to hawaii in the matter of a week i'm like oh i'm gonna go work on a cruise ship right and i just dropped and went like i've always lived in that space and then i got to a point where i love solitude i don't like being out in public and i'm not <laughs> wanting the spotlight attention all of a sudden and I think that's a fear that's coming up for me right now in this surrender because I am having to move out of that space. Like I'm, I do know how to be in solitude. I know how to be alone. It feels great. And I have a feeling that I'm about to be pushed out of that comfort zone <laughs> and into the public, which I'm like, I'm battling. It's an internal battle because it is not what I'm good at. It's, I like my internal space. So I'm in that duality now of, well, this is what I'm good at, but what are they trying to do to me? <laughs> so Michael and, Singer, it's funny. So in that book, he's like, uh, he also, he yes. was just all about, he's like, 
Leave all me I alone. Want to do is meditate and be alone. <laughs> I wanted to be in silence. And then all these people kept showing up and telling me to do this and that. But and the mind was like, no, no, no. Just meditate. Quiet. Like, I don't need this. And he'd be like, okay, yes. And in, in where life takes them. Oh my them. God. Yes. Yeah. It's really interesting. I'm I have a curiosity, you know, as you're going through this process, because we're 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 going through something similar, right? Like we've built, uh, I think what most people would, would consider is a very successful uh, coaching business. And this message, this just very clear voice came through and it's like, not in, not in these exact words, but without getting into the whole story, it's like time to let it go, time to let it all go, time to burn it all down. It was like this very like, Ooh, I just got chills. <laughs> done. Just, just like, because we've been in this mode of trying to figure out how to add on to and bolt this piece here and that there, right? But where we are alignment today versus where we were three years ago, kind of when we started this iteration of Satori Prime is very, very different beings. And it felt like we're trying to put these aftermarket parts on an old car and we want it to go 205 miles an hour, but that car can only do 135. And it's like, it doesn't matter what you do to it. It's just not going to get there. And we tried and tried and tried. And then it was like for, for months, I, I've gotten this message for like six, seven months. And it was just like, let it all go, burn it all down. Like just <laughs> start new. But the yes. fear oh. of letting go something that where Look, I mean, there's the money component, right? But there's the people component. There's the, we've built trust with people. There's the relationship component. There's all this other stuff that honestly was impacting me more. It's like, are we going to let them down? And then I have to deal with that part, the letting down part. And then it got to this point, I don't know where you are in your journey, where it's like the fear of letting go was at, at the beginning bigger than the possibility of what's to come and the trust. And then it slowly teetered into this place of like, I don't care where we're going and I don't care how black or dark or whatever the unknown looks to me, but the pull towards that became greater than the fear of letting it all go. And like, once that happened, it was just you like, let it go. done. And we just did. And here's the irony before I let you just like share your experience. Here's the irony in the week that we declared that we were doing this. So obviously coronavirus hit, you know, coaching businesses mm -hmm. kind of took a mm -hmm. hit, at least ours. I don't know. Maybe some people were thriving. Um, <laughs> in the week that we said that we were out, we made more money than in the two months prior combined. In the letting go of saying like, we're no longer, we're, we're out all these people just started buying into programs and all these things happened. And I was like, the universe is so beautiful and so funny in the way that it's like, I told you. Yes. you know? it's, like, it's always like, yes. oh. I'm curious, like, where are you in your surrendering process? Like, how is that? How do you tune in? How do you find trust? Like what's showing up for you? Well, first off, I want to say that with that letting go aspect, it is that pull in your chart, the manifesting generator and your chart specifically, 
where you're not supposed to initiate. You're supposed to wait for the response, right? And so you've been pushing and trying to fit all these pieces together. And that's not where the energy is going to flow for you. Like your chart is designed to respond and that is it. So you setting back and being like, I'm not pushing anymore. You opened up this energy receptor that says, okay, I'm, I'm willing to welcome the people who are supposed to find me because the more we push, we're either going to end up with the people who are not supposed to work with us and it's going to, there's going to be conflict or we're just not going to be open to the people who are trying to find us because we're trying to push it in a certain direction. And as myself, I'm a manifesting generator too. That is where I stand. I don't push. I don't market. I don't do anything. I've always had the people find me. Whoever's supposed to work with me, they find me. That is like plain and simple. As long as you have something out there about who you are or you put yourself out in public, you're going to be recognized by the people who need you. Like there's no getting around that. We, we are energy and we are attracted to who we're supposed to be attracted to. And so I don't have a a strong pull to like make things happen. I just, I, mine is more geared towards, I feel like I'm supposed to be doing something. It doesn't matter what, but I'm supposed to be doing something. Right. But in this moment, it's that reminder and like that trust where I have been so many times before that I have gotten down to rock bottom, homeless, living in an office space that my friend had and living on the floor, not knowing how I was going to get my next meal. I mean, like, I had to learn to deeply trust in that moment so much that it did end up, I ended up making 30 bucks and then I, okay, have dinner for tonight and tomorrow. And then the next day would be the same thing. And I just finally reached this point where I wasn't a victim anymore. And I wasn't like trying to figure out what was going wrong. I just like, okay, this is what's happening. Let me just be here. And sure enough, the universe provided in some way or another. I only had to borrow 20 bucks from someone once. Like that was it. <laughs> but wow. even then, that was a person who stepped in to be able to offer yeah. that to me, right? Uh-huh. And so ever since that point, and like I said, the last near-death experience I had where I just surrendered in the hospital bed and I was like, okay, like here's that moment of trust again. I have no idea what's going to happen, but let's just go with it. And that's where I'm at right now. Like I threw out my Instagram, I changed, I took off all of my sales point on my website. I was just like, if people want to talk to me, they know how to contact me. And I, that, that's my call, right? That's where I am like, okay, I'm being, I'm open to receiving. People can find me. (laughs) That's all I want to do until something else comes in and says, Hey, like, here's this other opportunity. And I don't know what that's going to look like. Yeah. Like I had a woman reach out. She is a on Broadway and does theatrical performances. And she's like, do you write? Do you sing? What do you do? And I'm just like, oh man, where's this going? <laughs> so universe, I don't know. <laughs> universe, you funny little player. That's so great. Um, do you find, I'm curious, like your, your, your as lived experience of this, that, in the surrendering, mm-hmm. there's like that fear piece, you know, like take me through your map of, of what that looks like. And maybe cause you know, there's people out there right now who I know are just like sitting on that fence and they've been battling with this part. Like, should I, shouldn't I, should I, shouldn't I, should I, shouldn't I, should I, shouldn't I? Um, so before I kind of like give them my map, I'm curious, you know, what's when you're going through that process, mm-hmm. 
what does that process look like for you? Maybe they can gleam some wisdom from that. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I'm going to jump in with the human design here again, because I, I want to be able to offer this to you as well as other people who might have the same design chart. We are emotional authority. And what that means is we have a constant wave of emotions that go up and down. And when you're not aware of that, it can almost feel like you're bipolar, like you're high one minute and then you're low the next. And when you're low, you, you don't see anything good happening and you just get super frustrated. And the more you try to respond from that space, you get more frustrated, right? And so in that emotional wave, you don't make decisions at your high and you don't make decisions at your low. You wait for the wave to come to the balance and make decisions. And the way that I translate that into my life is I know now, like if I'm in my super high, don't make big decisions because then when it comes back down, I'm like, oh crap, what did I do? <laughs> you know? <laughs> and when you're in your extreme low and you make that decision, you, you might miss out on like a really amazing opportunity. Oh. And um, for myself, I see the fear when it comes up, it's, it's subtle, but it's more just like, I don't have a purpose in life right? Like it, it's like that fear of not having purpose in life. And most people don't reach that till they're in their fifties or sixties. But considering my life journey and what I went through, I'm in that where I'm like, I have to share something. Otherwise there's no reason in being here. Like there has to be a purpose. Yeah. And so when that fear comes up, I acknowledge where I'm at. And if there is that fence of like, should I do this or should I not? I know that that is a no, at least not right now. Because when you have that full body, yes, you know when to move forward. And there are so many people who sit on the fence, even with relationships of like, should I stay in this or should I not? First off, that question is no, probably not. Like if you're questioning it, no, right? But it's, it's that moment of when you know when something's right, you feel it in your body and there's no more hesitation. And that's when you act. As long as there's hesitation or uncertainty, there's no reason to make any action whatsoever. It's learning to sit in that waiting period. We know we are so afraid of that waiting period and it's so difficult to sit in it. But if you trust it and just like find new passions within that, like for me, it's climbing. If I have to be in a waiting period, I go climb. I get on the wall. I forget about everything and I just get in my zone and a space that feels so good to me and it elevates my energy and then I have more clarity and then I have more, you know, more space to really feel. And I'm not consumed with what I need to make decisions on. And then suddenly it'll be like, oh, here is that clarity or something else will come through to push me a little bit closer to a decision. Wow. So beautifully said. You know, it's interesting. You, you mentioned this stuff and I'm kind of like mapping it onto myself. And I've done a lot of these things without a knowledge of why I was doing them. So my practice over the last like two and a half, three years has been instead of focusing on goals in the, in the conventional sense, right? Like mm -hmm. I want my business to do this and mm -hmm. I want that and I blah, 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 like all that stuff. I, um, I threw all that stuff out the window as an experiment kind of, because I said, look, Towards the end of every year, after I've written all these goals, and I'm kind of look, looking at it and, you know, I'm really far off from reaching this. And then what sets in is disappointment and upset. And then my yes. part, like the, my story is I'm a loser. So my loser part kicks in. And now I'm creating from that energy of 
feeling like a loser, which I know never creates anything worthwhile or anything that I want ever. So I was like, okay, well, that feels ineffective to me. And then I kind of was like, okay, well, what is it that I really want? And I think at the end of the day, it doesn't matter what the physical thing that someone wants as a goal. When you really start to ask why, 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 like eventually after enough whys, you get to that core thing. Like I want freedom. I want purpose. I want love. I want to make a difference, right? Like it's, it's never about the physical creation of the thing. It's always about the, the feeling that we're seeking. Mm -hmm. So I was like, well, what if I fucking bypass all the external stuff? And I was like, I just want to experience deeper love, deeper peace, more well-being. Because if I'm in those states, then those states actually bring towards me way more amazing things that my mind would have exactly. ever fathomed possible, right? Yes. So that, that became my game. It's like over the last three years, it's like just finding that depth of well-being and groundedness. And what's interesting is that you were talking about like for our uh, human design charts, like that goes against my grain because yes. doing things like Qigong and yin yoga and these deep meditations – is all about slowing down and finding ground. And mm -hmm. in that place, the stillness, the unknown is like a jewel. You're like, I want more of that place. And what I've just noticed in my as lived reality is like when I'm in those states, like right now, obviously the world is going through something crazy. I'm the calmest, most peaceful, most tapped in I have ever been in my entire life. And I'm not taking away from people's struggles and what they're going through. Like I get that people are mm -hmm. having some really, really tough times, but internally in here, it's the best it has ever been. And like, I love that you said, I've never heard that for me of just like letting things come to me. I even like in tennis, you know, it's like I play a lot of tennis and it's always like when I rush, nothing works. So for me, it's always about like slowing down and letting the game come to you. Like don't go and so I'm just hearing everything you're saying. I'm like, man, I've been doing these things without a conscious effort of like, oh, this is why I'm doing this thing. I'm doing this thing so I can like over, you know, any of that stuff. But it really is, has changed my experience of life dramatically. Yes. There is an obsession with feeling like you need to do something. Like you yeah. have to be doing something, right? Like the more you do, the better, or like you're going to figure out something. The, and I think that's where so many of us, like the hardest job for so many people is letting go and not doing anything. That is the most challenging for so many of us. And I, I personally think that you are experiencing this deeper peace and this tranquility during this time because you have been doing your work. The people who haven't, they are the ones that are just like, what's happening, you know? And it's because they're, they're being forced <laughs> yeah. to look internally. They are being forced to really take this time to find who they are. And all of the people who've done that work, this is like, a dream come true for us because it's like, Oh, like time alone. I get to just like be, there's nothing I have to do. And it's, it's magical. It really is. Yeah. Um, when you are 
like daily practices, things like that. I know you're like really, really tapped in. Just what are some of those daily practices that you're doing to cultivate the, this level of trust and ability to surrender and really listen in? I don't really, I don't try to do anything. I don't, it's just like my lifestyle is like that. It's, um, it's kind of funny because my journey has been very much shamanic, not chosen, but like the celibacy and sobriety and even the lightning, like having a lightning experience, you know, all of these near death experiences as a child. And it's all led me to just being like, I just live a very conscious lifestyle. I don't try my meditation is just laying on the floor in the dark. I don't, you know, force myself to sit up and try to balance chakras. Um, I listen to Native American drumming because drums take me into a trance, always has. <laughs> um, but otherwise, I don't. I think that's like one of the big differences about how I live is I just do. I don't spend a lot of time on media. I don't really pay attention to news. I went out on a bike ride the other day and I had an old man yell at me because I wasn't wearing a face mask. And I was like, I didn't know we were supposed to. And then I, I Googled it <laughs> and they, <laughs> they made a law where you have to wear a face mask now anytime that you're outdoors. Yeah. And I mean, he yelled at me. I was like, whoa, <laughs> I was like, okay. And you know, I just don't, I don't interact with society at all. And so it's really easy for me to just be present. And I, my dreams, I dream, like I have prophetic dreams, like nothing else. It's really mm -hmm. bizarre and I'm super thankful for it. And I just do that. It's just, I don't do anything specific that, that. puts me on that. Yeah. And, and I kind of asked thinking that that was the case. And I just want to highlight that. I think so many people are out there seeking the formula. Like, okay, so if I, you tell me like, if I meditate this way <laughs> I, all these days and I eat this food and I listen to this, like, right? Like I'll have that. And I'm like, no, I mean, if that's what you're called to do, by all means go do that thing. But it's like, they make it this chart and this hierarchy. It's like, okay, now I got to achieve meditation. I'm like, you don't achieve meditation. It's no. everyone's process is so wildly different. Yes. I know people that their meditation is just writing. They like right. write and it just channeled goodness, amazingness coming through them because that's their thing. Exactly. I people, yeah. I know people that do it through yoga, through breath work, through climbing for climbing. me. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know, um, there's just so many avenues and I think just getting rid of the rigid structures oh God, of like, yes. it has to be this way. no, the, the one thing I've learned in business, just like leave spirituality here for a second, is I would go to these seminars and we were in kind of the affiliate online marketing world, right? Right. And some dude would stand up or dudette would stand up and be like, this, I found the greatest thing ever. Like oh do this thing. And you're like, wow, that sounds amazing. All right. I'm going to go do that thing. Never produces the results that it produced for them. Of course not. Right. Like, because there's something else that is their journey, their right. energy, where they're at in life, all, like the human design, all of it. Right. And I just started to realize like every time we've done that in our business, we, we hired the top dude to do webinars. We hired the best agent. Nothing worked. No. And I'm not saying that they don't work. I'm just saying like my path, I got clear. 
is not through that means. And every time I would try to force and manipulate, mm -hmm. I was like, the universe was like, I've told you, you just don't listen. And now I'm like, you know what? I'm kind of like you. I know that I'm an energy frequency and people will just find us. And that's yes. it. Yeah. Yes. And I think that is one of my biggest frustrations with new age society and having the media and the internet and all of these different things. It's we have all these people who are saying like, if you do this, if you do that, if you do it this way, all these books, all these gurus. And it's like, it's just about following again. 98% of the population are followers. And the work that I do is to get people tapped into themselves, not to a program, not to some way of living. It's finding them and being authentic to who they are, not some bullshit manifestation. I don't believe in the power of manifestation because it does set you up for like, it, like you said, like it brought you down. It made you feel like a loser when you didn't achieve those things. Yeah. And it also keeps you from achieving much bigger things, right? Like yes. if we set a goal, we think like, oh, this is as far as I can go. Where if you just let it go and allow things to come to you, you have no idea what can come forth, you know? And we just have these ideas of what we want in life. But 98% of the time, they are not what we really want. It's what we think we want. Yeah. And so I'm so sick of everyone pushing these ideas and these theories and all of these yeah. ways of being happy instead of embracing the downs and the ups, like really incorporating everything in life as part of the bigger picture, you know? And, and I, I do, it frustrates me. And that's why I'm not attached to media. It's so bizarre. Yeah, it, it's... It comes down to, I think, this like innate feeling and, and part of it, I think, is from birth. Part of it is definitely societal of this achievement thing that we've been kind of highlighting here. It's like, I have to achieve. Mm -hmm. One of our mentors asked this question. I still don't know the answer, honestly, but it was like, what have you ever done void of achievement? Like what? And, and you start to look at life. And you're like, wow, everything is about achieving because the way we're structured is I'm here. I want to be here. I want to achieve that. Right. Mm -hmm. Like, um, and then we all just go through our patterns of like how we achieve. Right. That's it. And we just keep playing this game till most people get burned out around the age of 40, 45. And then they come talk to someone like you or I and they're like, Oh my God, there's more to life than this. Yes, exactly. Uh, and even within the achievement, like there is beauty in achieving you know, step by step, like, who am I going to become? Not what am I going to do, yes. but who do I become? Yes. You know, and like honoring, I think so many people forget who they were five years ago. Like mm. you were talking about the things that, you know, were hard to let go of five years ago. Now would be super easy. And we forget about that growth that we did. So instead of like striving for like perfection in some form, just realizing how far we've come as a human and little things that have set us apart, like, oh, I don't overreact anymore when I'm rejected by something. Okay, that's beautiful. That's a powerful thing. Now yeah. I see rejection as beauty and part of the bigger picture. And I think like people get so overwhelmed with what they need to achieve that they forget that they have achieved amazing things that they never thought that they were actually doing in the first place. Yeah. Well, contrast bias in our brain and the way that we constantly compare ourselves to others. And it doesn't matter how good we are. There's someone always kicking our ass somewhere. Like that's the easiest thing to find. Yeah. It's been, um, 
it's been an interesting journey. I, I really love the fact that you come at it from this place of just very holistic. And like one of the things we say in our coaching calls with groups or clients, it's anything that I can share with you at best is my experience. I, I don't, I don't believe in anything as the truth. I experiment. I run tests in my own life. I practice things. Certain things work to a certain time. And then I'm called to leave that practice and do something else. Um, people always ask me like, what's your morning routine? I was like, I've had like <laughs> 90 morning routines. Exactly. <laughs> just, I don't know. Uh, but everyone's kind of looking for that golden ticket. Um, Switching gears a bit, you know, like you yes. brought up this word, uh, shaman. Okay. And I think it's a word that gets thrown out quite a bit. Um, someone, someone actually said to me the other day, there's like, there's more shamans than shamans. I was like, that is probably pretty accurate. Um, what's that world look like to you? And when you describe it, like what, just give me an idea. What, what does that look like? Yeah, actually, so this is like a topic that's really important to me because of the journey that I was put on and did not want it. I did not want it. And um, I do have a hard time with the way it's viewed and people going to workshops to become a shaman or a practitioner. Yeah. And it's like, no, like this is not what you choose. It is not. If you were put on this path, you know, from a very young age, right? And it's not easy. And and I had a hard time with the word shaman. And actually, like, I remember the first time that a psychic, a world-renowned psychic told me, she's like, you realize that you were put on this journey as a shaman. And I was like, nope, it's like not happening, <laughs> not happening. I'm not Pull calling another myself card, that. Lady. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and I remember talking to you the first time we talked, saying that I haven't called myself a shaman because of my respect for it, right? But then all of a sudden, I cannot tell you the extreme downloads that I kept getting of why are you denying this? And I kept getting back pain. And I literally the next day I read something that says, if you do not embrace your journey as a shaman, you will experience back pain and shoulders and all of this. And I'm like, God, okay. Whoa. Yeah. And, and so I had to get rid of my stereotypes about it because shamanism does evolve, right? It's no longer the ancient cultures. We are in a modern day society. And so those of us who are called upon, yes, we live very different lifestyles. And, and I was telling you about how I experienced all of the things that a, sh a normal shaman would go through in, the, in their past lives. It was um, hit by lightning, like sitting on a table. And I remember the lightning hitting and I was just like, and my partner at the time, she didn't feel anything. She just saw me experience it. And I was just like, I'm going inside. I'm going inside. Wow. And, but nothing happened. Like I was fine. Right. And then I had the near death experiences as a child and deep illness, troubled parents, all of these different things. My mother who was tapped in. And then as I grew up, I had gender identity issues. Actually, when I was five, I started having gender identity issues. And shamans are known to be androgynous, like very androgynous beings who bridge the world of yeah. female and male and light and dark and, you know, the spirit world and earth. And at the age of five, I remember battling myself and like being so angry, trying to wonder why they're telling me to be one or the other. I could not understand society doing that to me at the age of five. <laughs> and then as I grew up, I was like, oh, I'm just in my balance. Like, this is perfect. And then I had some Native Americans come to me. They're like, you're two spirit. You are a shaman. Like you are in your balance. You are in your journey. And then it evolved and the sobriety came into play naturally. And 
the counseling and the solitude, like going into celibacy and just like pushing society away to go inwards, to commune and to be one with my spirit guides. And I had all of this and all of this stuff happening to me and I still denied it. Like I was like, no, I'm not doing this work, right? No, I was so, I was pissed. I was angry that I went through so much. And then (laughs) after losing my partner, when I was dying of liver failure at the same time, I was just like, there's something that tapped in. And I was like, oh, we were both on this journey and she decided to let go. She couldn't do it because a lot of people who are put on this shamanic journey, they don't make it. They either go insane, they stay insane, or they they leave because they can't do it. And she was on a very similar journey, but she went the other direction. And um, we continued to talk in the dream world after she died. She would visit me and she would tell me like, I just, I couldn't, I couldn't do this. Oh. And, um, and so after all of that, I ended up in the hospital with a ruptured appendix and they kept me in because I had peritonitis and I was laying in the hospital bed. And I remember opening up my phone, like when I was finally able to, they came through after the surgery, the first words that popped up on my phone said rite of passage. And then someone brought me a book and I opened it, the first paragraph, rite of passage. And then it happened for a third time. And I was like, okay, I was like, I hear you. I get it. Like I stayed here. I chose to stay here. And it was before 33, which is usually the jumping off point for them. Like if you're not in your shaman practice by 33, you're out. (laughs) And this was right before I turned 33. And I was like, shit, I stayed here. So Mm. I need to step up. I need to like own who I am. Mm. And ever since then, it's just been like this nice, like release and like, okay, like just find yourself, be who you are, let go. And surrender yeah. and see what comes. And that is where I'm at with this. Wow. Such a beautiful story. You know, you highlighted something that I really, I wanted to mention before, but I forgot. And then you brought it back. <laughs> There's like, when you, I feel like a lot of trauma that people have is because they're living a path on a path that is not their own. And so parents told you this, that, right? Like, and, and we're so steadfast and like, no, 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 this, I'm going to be a doctor. I'm going to be a, <laughs> right. Like so steadfast that we're constantly universe, constantly trying to like tap you in another direction. And you're like, no, 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 this is it. And it makes life very, very tiring. Mm-hmm. You're in a constant fight, just constantly fighting. And what you pointed to right now, it's like, in the letting go in that full surrender of like, you know what? Okay. I'm no longer fighting. This is my path. And it's almost like you click into this path. And even though nothing's happened, there's this huge energetic release. Like, like someone just took this boulder off of you and nothing's happened, but you feel light. You're just like, Whoa, I can breathe. And that's kind of what I've, I've noticed happens time and time again. Has that been your experience? Is like when you fully like click into that place with trust, it's like. Yes. Yes. And the way that I always vi- envision it is it's a universal wall. And the more we keep trying to push, it's like the opposites of a magnet, like you push against it. Right. But when you actually let go, you're allowed to flow with it. Like you can actually move with it instead of like, 
you're bumping your head against a brick wall over and over trying to make something happen. And it's, yeah, that, that release is just like, oh, like I've been fighting me. Nothing's been, you know, nothing's doing this. And a lot of times people do fall into that victim mentality with that trauma aspect of why is this happening to me instead of why is this happening for me? Like, what is this trying to teach me? And the, I mean, the majority of our society does push against the wall to be something and it doesn't matter what, as long as they're making the money, they're successful, they have X, Y, Z and they're pushing it, but there's always like this deep frustration. And I am so big on people experiencing like all of the emotions because they are there to tell you something when you're angry, when you're frustrated, it's because something is not right. And you're, you need to pay attention to find out, okay, what am I pushing against? What am I not lining up with? You know, and I turned down a podcast the other day because he's a really well-known guy, but he's all about positive mindset. And I was like, this is not my jam. I was like, you cannot, you are not happy all the time. And it's bullshit that you tell people you are because that is not true. And if you are, there is something wrong and that you're not (laughs) acknowledging, right? And it's because we have emotions for a reason. We are human with emotions for a reason. Anger is not to shame. It's not to hide. You know, it's saying like something's not right in my life. What do I need to let go of? Where can I move forward with this? And anger of all things can actually be a catalyst for moving forward when you actually utilize it. And so, yeah, it's. (laughs) That's so great. Yeah. And you know what, even that, like it takes courage to do that and it takes um, knowing oneself and what you are in alignment with and without. Um, We've said no to a lot of clients basically because just because I was like when I tune in you had said this earlier it's like something's either an absolute my my previous mentor said it's like it's either a fuck yeah or it's a no yeah like there is no in between if I find myself trying to rationalize or make charts of like pros and cons that's a no yeah and I used to play in the world of making things work Mm-hmm. So I'd be like, no, no, no. But like on paper, this makes so much sense. Like it would, would do this or would do that. It blows up every time, every yes. time. So now I'm just like, you know what? It's either an absolute yes, which is why, you know, like I do pre-interviews for the same reason, mm-hmm. because I've had opportunities where people send me these amazing guests and huge followings and these amazing books. And I get on there and I'm like, Wow. Like you're not that person right? at all. Like, I don't care what <laughs> no, you wrote, what you put out, no, you are no. not that person. And I don't, it just, it just like, they've, they've told themselves this lie of who they are so many times that they just show up this certain way. I'm like, I couldn't do it. And so we made a rule. I was like, everyone gets pre-interviewed. I don't care how big or small or anything you are. Um, and it's just an energetic thing. I just sit there and yes. I talk and you tell me your story, but I'm like, yeah. You know, like the heart, the heart doesn't lie to me. It just tells me yes or no. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, this is so funny. Exactly. I'm so happy you did that. Um, well, you also moved, you said like you moved to LA, like right before this thing, like right the at the beginning it of it. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't even, like I'm moving here and I see people with face masks. I'm like, wait a second. Where did I move to? What's happening here? <laughs> you're, like, you're like, wait, are there rocks to climb around here? 
<laughs> yeah, I don't know why I'm here still. I don't. That was another one where I was just like, okay, I've got the guidance. I'm going. I don't know why this, I mean, Colorado, come on. That's like my playground, nat nature and rocks everywhere. And here I am in LA in the middle of a city. That's why I think like I'm about to be pushed. Oh, <laughs> and I'm like, Ugh. okay. So I'm curious what comes up for you around that because you're, you're obviously incredibly aware what what's coming up when you are hearing these messages like oh you're going to be put out in public like it's it's challenging because i don't know the how or the why you know or the when and so it's just like i'm trying to set into like okay if there is a reason i'm going to go with it i don't know why but you know i i, I feel it coming and I knew, I know I'm here in LA for a reason. And so I'm just kind of like letting go of my fears of not wanting to, and just like being in that trust of like, okay, like if you have a plan for me, show me, you know, like I'm listening, I'm willing. It's just not my, my place of comfort. <laughs> um, again, back to surrender experiment is just like so many things that he's done. That's also happened in my life where it's our mind loves to worry about things before they've happened. So it will create all these like plans and what ifs and if that, then this, it creates like the choose your own adventure plan. Like, okay, if this is going to happen, we're going to do this. But if that happens, we're going to do it. And um, it, it's, it's like mental masturbation. It's like, it just, it's worthless. Life never shows up that way. I've just kind of given up. I'm like, you know what, when it's right in front of me and that's that next step, I will start to worry and like, or deal with whatever that is. Right. It's like, what is the point of trying to figure this whole thing out? It's like, it never shows up the way you've tried it plan in your head. No, no plans are comical to me. <laughs> I'm like, I tell people like, I can maybe be there, but I am telling you right now that I don't know because I don't know what'll be that week. Oh, but, speaking of, yeah. weren't, weren't you supposed to, like after this with Jim Carrey, did that get postponed? I'm no, assuming? it got postponed because his book's not even being released now um, until the fall because of all of this. So so it's postponed, which is fine. So it happened? Yeah, yeah, it's still happening, but. <laughs> oh, I'm so excited for you. I yeah. just saw one of his posts the other day and I was like, oh, I really like this guy. Yeah. Yeah. It'll be interesting. I'm definitely curious about it. How did that come um, about? You know, I was talking about, I'm doing a documentary right now and it's actually in the, in the final productions. I'm not making it. It's about me. And it's in the final productions. My producer has like a copy out in a week. And then when I came to LA, I had someone else ask me about doing a documentary <laughs> and I was like, Oh, and we were talking. She's like, well, what about Jim Carrey? Like he has a great platform you know, who, cause he has a big following now of the people who are wanting to awaken. And so he jumped into the picture and then all of a sudden I opened up a page and, Oh, Jim Carrey's going to be here in LA on blah, blah, blah. And I was like, great, let's see what we can do. And then, wow. so it was, yeah. Welcome to the flow <laughs> of the universe and life. Oh, exactly. so yeah. good. Yeah. So good. Yeah. Lynn, I, um, I love having these conversations with people that can just flow the way you do. And I just want to give you an acknowledgement. It's like, I've interviewed a lot of people. There's people that are very smart. And, and I mean that in like, you know, they're like very book smart. Book smart. Like yes. they, they like, they've yes. done a lot of research. And then there's this other camp that has lived 
right? Like they've experientially received wisdom and knowledge. And I love talking to people who are more in that camp. It's like, it just feels like you learn from life and your own experiences more from than these other things. Um, yeah, just keep going. I'm excited to see what, <laughs> where and how life keeps unfolding for you. Thank you. Yeah, it's definitely a journey for sure. It's not easy. It is not easy living the way that I do. <laughs> yeah. So. It's um, just out of curiosity, like what, what keeps you moving on this path? What's, what's that? It's honestly being tapped into this other realm that continues to show me that I have something to share. Um, like I don't have magical talents. I'm not musically capable. I don't, you know, that's never been my thing, but people finding me to receive healing in some different form, you know, through all my different modalities, they've always found me. And it's always been such a pivotal moment for them. And the transition that happens is just mind blowing. And it's that, that reminds me, like, just keep moving forward. You know, sometimes it is hard for me to be here. I'm, I'm not a fan of being here on this planet. I'm not going to lie. Like I don't resonate with it, but, but having this, this knowing this deeper knowing of like you you have so much to share and i keep getting that on repeat so it's like okay just trust and go with it until i'm done until you know oh we we chose a damn interesting time to be on planet <laughs> oh earth i can tell you that that for a fact um someone sent me an article after we declared this uh sabbatical that on december 21st of this year i don't know if you're aware of this on December 21st of this year, we're leaving a 200-year Earth cycle and going into a 200-year air cycle. Really? That's happening like now. And we go basically from like consumerism, materialism, science, all that stuff to um, collaboration, multidimensional um information like all like all the stuff that you know we've just been tapped into like that's what we're transitioning into from that's a why we're and here was, and i was just like holy shit and then this corona thing comes right to just perfectly timed exactly to it's just, cleaning it up that's it it's <laughs> like guys everything that you know bye bye like we're leaving this world and going into somewhere else yes but when they sent me this i just i got chills i was like Damn. I do right now. <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah, I um listen, I'm really happy that you chose to stay on this planet. Uh I think we need light workers like yourself now more than ever. And um thank you just for sharing your level of trust and your journey and I hope that for those that were listening you can find parts of Lynn inside of you or uh parts of the way that she's chosen to live life and um really practice them. You know, I, I think both of us probably with any of these things, it was a practice and, and trying it and being scared out of our goddamn minds the first time we did it and the oh my God, hundredth yes. time we did it. And it's just like, it's only through your own life experience, I think that you can start to see the power and magnitude of this infinite wisdom that is always available to us. Uh, but it really takes something. Like you said, it's not easy to live uh, from that place. So I just want to honor you and who you are Thank and what you. you bring to the world. 
feel the fear and do it anyways. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. Yeah. Um, so yeah. where can people find out about you uh, and where can they connect with you? Well, right now, the only way since I deleted Instagram yes. is through my website at www.lynnrivers.com. And that's L-I-N-N rivers.com. And I don't have anything up. It's just about me. And if people want to connect with me, they can email me through the website. And um, if there's people who want to work with me, that's how they find me. So, yeah. I love it. Simplicity. Yeah. Simplicity. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Well, thank you so much for being here. Thank you so much for uh, being so vulnerable and open, like sharing so openly with us. And it was an absolute honor. Thank you. It was so good talking to you. All right, everyone. We'll see you on the next Have It All podcast. Till then, stay safe and have an amazing day. I really hope you enjoyed that awesome conversation as much as we did delivering it. And as always, thank you for your continued loyal support and your listening. Now, if you haven't already done so, please make sure you go to Facebook right now and request to join our amazing private group. It's called Personal Development Without the Fluff. It is a quickly growing community with amazing souls and amazing support. So if you've enjoyed this podcast, I can absolutely guarantee that you will love that group. Also, as I mentioned earlier, if you head to satoriprime.com forward slash my Satori, you can grab that latest 90 minute mind expanding training for free. So go grab a notepad, a drink and buckle up for that one amazing ride. Well, until next time, have an amazing day, my friend. We look forward to personally connecting with as many of you as possible and seeing how Satori Prime can help you achieve your dream life today.